Welcome to a special edition of the Daikaiju Network Show podcast. I am your host, Jason, and unfortunately, uh, Kent wasn't uh, able to make it. Uh, this time, he hasn't been uh, feeling well for the past uh, week plus here, um, and uh, 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 yes, so he was sort of debating if he was going to come on or anything, but uh, uh, fortunately he just couldn't. Although he's been feeling better, but uh, he just kind of needed to uh, clean some things up. And uh, hopefully he should he should be able to come back on uh, next Saturday in the, uh, the new year. So it's just uh, going to be... <laughs> me this time it's been it's been quite some time since the last time i kind of uh uh pretty much was in the uh the driver's seat uh doing a episode by myself so uh you're just gonna have to deal with me uh for for the next uh hour or so so i'm gonna try to keep this uh brief because i know uh the the year-end kaiju palooza that we uh, usually do every year around this time uh, is usually one of our uh, longest episodes that we typically do every year. But uh, fortunately with uh, Kent not feeling well, uh, so things are have been kind of uh, trimmed down <laughs> so, uh, significantly. Although he did uh, uh, send me some of his notes and uh, wanted me to read uh, to you guys on a few of the things because we're going to be uh, going over some of the anniversaries when it comes to uh, Matango, uh, Godzilla Tokyo SOS, Godzilla Me uh, versus Mecha Godzilla 2, and uh, I think uh, Godzilla versus Megalon. And I think that's uh, relatively it for as far as the film anniversaries. And uh, and then Kent wanted me to kind of uh, read his uh, review on the new uh, Netflix anime of Gamera uh, there. And then I'm just going to kind of go over kind of uh, the overview of or the year in review of 2023 and some of the things that I'm kind of looking forward to or what to expect in uh, 2024. So that's kind of uh, pretty much it. And I'll probably discuss a little bit of the news as uh, hit the round uh, here uh, recently since uh, in the last uh, few so weeks since our last uh, episode where we discussed and uh, reviewed uh, the, the latest Toho installation. Uh, installment of uh, Godzilla minus one, which you can see uh, available on uh, video format and as well as uh, audio version, if you like either one of those there. So uh, speaking of which, uh, if you see a subscribe button down below, make sure to, or above wherever you're watching us from, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as smash the like button. And if you have any questions or comments regarding to what I'll be discussing in this episode. Make sure to have your comments uh, written down below. And you can find everything Daikaiju Network all in one place at our Linktree URL, URL right there on your screen forward slash Daikaiju Network. And we're available on the uh, following video platforms such as YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Facebook, and as well as X slash Twitter. And we're also available on the following audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and as well as Podbean. And you can find us everywhere at our, uh, 
<laughs> excuse me, you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our website, right there at dadkaijunetwork.com. So, um, just give me one moment here. I'm going to put down a little ticker here. There we go. And uh, before we kind of dive in into everything, I just kind of want to go over a couple of little uh, news uh, bits here and there. And you probably have uh, noticed that uh, Toho is going to be re-releasing uh, Godzilla Minus One. Um, however, it's just going to be a um, a mono, uh, pretty much a monochrome version of Godzilla minus one uh, here, and you can see it right there. Uh, that they're going to be releasing it, uh, as far as I know, only in Japan around uh, January twelfth, right there. So, if you just want, uh, for those of you who are maybe traveling to Japan or vacationing in Japan right around uh, this time, you can maybe go check it out. If you want to go uh, experience a Godzilla movie in Japan itself, it would be nice if I <laughs> could do it uh, one of these days, but uh, maybe whenever I get there in a couple or so years, I'm not even sure if there'll be a Godzilla movie around that time, but uh, we'll, we'll see when that uh, time comes. But uh yeah, so that's uh, kind of one of the things that's uh, cropped up uh, recently. Nothing too special. The only, obviously, special thing is just that the uh, the film is just in uh, monochrome or black and white uh, there, so you can just kind of experience that. And then uh, pretty much a new season of, uh, of this Ultraman New Generation s- stars, which I have not even really heard of it. And apparently it's in a second season of it. And, and I was trying to take a look in this article from uh, Sci-Fi Japan here. And, and it looks like it's not even available on their uh, YouTube channel. It would have been nice if it was available on their uh, YouTube channel because I would have liked to take a look at this is pretty much all the Ultraman that has appeared uh, within the past uh, 10, 15 or so uh, years with, you know, you got your Ultraman Z, uh, Ultraman Geed, X, uh, Victory, uh, or so on and so forth uh, there. So uh, I'm not entirely sure what this is all about because like I said, I never even typically heard of uh, this uh, Ultraman uh, series that has uh, probably been around since uh, last year or probably early this year. So um, for those of you that have uh, looked at it, uh, let me know, see if it's uh, any good, maybe kind of take a look at it uh, one of these times or so. But uh, hopefully that uh, uh, Super would uh, have this available on their official YouTube channel uh, one of these days, if it, if it is or not. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of uh, pretty much it that I can think of as far as news. Um, you know, we've seen uh, the trailer to the upcoming uh, Godzilla Con, the new empire there where we get to see uh 
the new Scar King, the, one of the main villains in there. Oh, and uh, speaking speaking of which, I know I've seen some uh, rumors around there that's been going around the last uh, couple or so days that, um, and I would take this with a grain of salt that apparently Mothra may be returning uh, to the MonsterVerse because there's um, something like a moth-like uh, kaiju uh, appearing on one of the uh, playmate, uh, one of the playmate um, packaging, toy packaging, on there from I forget where I originally saw this, and it's been sort of cro- uh, cropping up the last twenty four or so hours that uh, potentially Mothra might be coming, but um, at this uh, point in time, I would just relatively take this with a grain of salt um when it comes to that because i mean we've already seen the unveiling of not only scar king but uh shimo as well what uh, both of them are going to be looking like in this movie so and then as well as kind of the little con and then <laughs> this uh doug type of uh uh kaiju lizard and everything but uh yeah so Apparently, Mothra is going to be coming. That's uh, one of the rumors uh, that's coming around for the upcoming Godzilla Kong, the new Empire uh, movie. But uh, like I said, just uh, as of right now, until uh, the movie hits theaters, I would just uh, take this rumor with a grain of salt. So um, I think that is relatively it that I wanted to briefly discuss about as far as some of the news and everything so um i would say maybe the next thing uh is to read one of kent's uh reviews here on the new netflix anime uh tv show god's uh gamera uh versus the five kaiju and i haven't had uh netflix for probably a couple or so years i sort of briefly subscribed to it to watch for uh, one of the specific shows on there, and then I unsubscribed for it and haven't been on there since. So I haven't had time to take a look at um, not only this gamer show, but then there's going to be an upcoming uh, Ultraman animated show on there, and as well as the uh, final season two, uh, the uh, anime uh, Ultraman that was based uh, on a manga there that I did see the first two seasons on there, but still haven't gotten around to it for the last couple or so years. So um, before I do, I'm going to take a little drink here just to kind of get my <laughs> mouth a bit moist there so it won't be a bit too dry here because when it comes to Ken, he uh, types down quite a bit <laughs> on here. And when I was taking a look at his notes, he's uh, written quite a few, especially for uh, for the uh, 30th anniversary, uh, not 30th anniversary, but uh, the film anniversaries that we're going to be discussing about here in a bit. So um, it would have been nice that uh, if Kent would have just waited on this gamer review. Uh, reviewed till I got r- around to it, but 
we'll probably get around to it eventually but uh uh here it goes so uh for kent's gamer versus the five kaiju review Similar to the Godzilla anime properties, Godzilla versus the five kaiju brings us a lot of new material for long established characters uh, that breathes some much needed life into the series. Not only the designs of the kaiju dramatically change, but some of their behavior and their abilities. The story is also filled with a lot of lore, uh, world building and depth. Each kaiju has a unique personality that makes it a formidable for foe for gamera and hit, and this makes it a delight a, a delight to see however similar to what we've seen in the previous gamera films gamera defeats e every kaiju by pulling some uh move out of thin air without even a hint of his ability to do uh said moves uh there are about two though that makes sense for him to pull off given his uh, physiology uh, like a lot of anime, there's always a surprise twist. Uh, oop. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. For some apparent reason, my my power went out because my entire computer went off and even my uh, uh, little podcast uh, uh, streaming deck over here. I'm not – I don't even know what the heck uh, happened or anything of the sort. And uh, let me – do that uh, there. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I don't know what the heck happened. There's like it just briefly went out and then went back on. And very, very, very strange, <laughs> to say the least. So, um, sorry about uh, all of that. Let me, let me just double check, see if I'm still alive on YouTube here. Uh... Just double check here. Yep, I'm still back. I'm still on YouTube there. So thank God <laughs> uh, for that. Uh, so again, apologies for everything, uh, for the little technical difficulties. It's just really odd that the power just briefly went out there for a millisecond there because I think that had to be probably the very first time that it sort of briefly. No, it may have gone out at least a, uh, two or three times since I've uh, been in this house. So um, for the last time, <laughs> apologies for that. So let me uh, bring up Kent's notes again. Um, I'm not even sure where. I was at on the the gamer review here. Um, let's see here. Okay, uh, physiology. Uh, like a lot of anime, there's always a surprise twist. I was surprised whatever uh, reason Borugan wasn't included in the kaiju lineup, but really loved how each kaiju was available uh, to use previous weapons and skills but with some added flair. Uh, Giron, for example, flips around in order to cut up uh, Gamera. Virus also has some real unique abilities that make it immensely uh, powerful. But the best parts of the miniseries uh, has to be uh, the following. Mm, excuse me. A secret society that, a secret society that is based 
just on the dark side of the moon and uber, uberly powerful power an uberly powered cows excuse me a hybrid that serves as a big pa- uh, baddie at the end of the series and a different spin on gamer's lore i was a bit disappointed however in how the secret society was dismantled by gamera it is another one of those movies that gamera pulls out uh pulls out of nowhere and uh made my eyes roll the series has uh some heartfelt moments that did make me uh uh, well, top some, uh, including the death of Gamera. Uh, what was disappointing, too, was that each kaiju was only given one episode, and some of the battles were way too short. Uh, I would have been, It would have been great for the series to either extend the fights to a bigger battle near the end of the series to have some of the ba- uh, battles run into subs- uh, subsequent episodes or to extend the series by a few episodes. Nevertheless, uh, it saddens me more fans aren't discussing uh, this wonderful series. It's a very mature one that drops an F-bomb a number of times throughout as well as other swear words, uh, some uh, some of violence, uh, uh, per usual for Gamera, uh, can get gruesome. Without doubt, Gamera vs. Uh, the Five Kaiju deserves to be hailed as potentially the best gamer storyline told yet. I cannot recommend this uh, miniseries uh, highly enough. And he gives his final grade of uh, Gamera vs. the Five Kaiju an A+, which is a bit surprising to me from uh, what he's sort of uh, written here. I probably I would have thought that he would have uh, given... Uh, that series maybe an a a minus probably the lowest a around a, a b uh something of the sort here so uh, and we get a, a little a little uh shout out there for ichiro uh hayashida there uh, hi back to you <laughs> so uh good to hear uh everyone uh one of our fans and everything there watching on twitch so, uh, since uh, talked about uh, Kent's review on Gamera versus the Five Kaiju, there. Uh, now let's just uh, go over uh, the uh, films celebrating their anniversaries uh, this year here in 2023, and let's go with the uh, the first one here. Uh, Godzilla Tokyo SOS celebrating their uh, celebrating its 20th anniversary here, also known as uh, Godzilla X Mechagodzilla X or Godzilla X Mothra X Mechagodzilla Tokyo SOS, and uh, this was released back in uh, 2003 before uh, Final Wars. Um, I can still remember like it was uh, yesterday when it was announced and going on to the uh, official Godzilla. Uh, website, uh, which is still using the gazelle.co.jp uh, URL for uh, things today, but I remember it kind of had that splash screen with kind of the poster of uh, showing uh, halves of Mechagodzilla, Godzilla, and as well as Mothra there. Um, I can't honestly remember the last time I watched a movie. I know it was at least uh, since we last uh, reviewed um, 
the uh the film uh some some years back uh in the early days when we uh transitioned from pxcr to uh daikaiju network because i know we kind of did a um in an era where we uh uh re-review or revisited some of the earlier um godzilla films where we did kind of the first handful of episodes when we started out doing the podcast and we didn't <laughs> didn't care much of of uh, some of the um discussions and reviews that we uh did of some of those uh, said films so we kind of decided to do a revisit uh rediscussion of of uh some of those films so um yeah it's it's a it's when it comes to uh godzilla tokyo sos if i can remember uh clearly it's uh one of those films that's i would say a bit satisfying in a way and it kind of um and it's also uh i uh, a direct sequel to I would I think uh, to the 1961 uh, Mothra because you had some of the uh, returning characters um, in there like uh, Hideo Koizumi um, uh, who reprised one of his roles from uh, that particular film of uh, Mothra there so. Um, it's it's a pretty satisfying not obviously not one of the best uh films in the series uh, to say the least but it kind of i would say at least uh sort of sort of uh satisfies uh your appetite and at least just uh more content uh 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 for for the franchise and everything but uh Yes, it is uh, Hiroshi Koizumi who reprises his uh, uh, role there, uh, Itro. Yeah, uh, let me let me just double check here. You say uh, Chujo. Um, let me just type in here uh, Godzilla Tokyo SOS uh, cast. Let's see here. Yeah, he plays as uh, Dr. Shinichi Chujo uh, there. So, yeah, he just kind of reprises his uh, uh, role from that character that appeared in the 1961 uh, Mothra there. And, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty decent uh, entry into uh, the franchise and everything. I, I honestly can't remember... Uh, the rating I gave this review or that particular film there. Uh, yeah, he did. He did have a, uh, I believe a son or at least a relative called a uh, Yoshido uh, Shujo. They're played by uh, Noboru Kaneko there. So um, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think he had a son in the regular Mothra in 1961, just only in this particular film, or at least a, a relative for that matter. So, um, yeah, it's just pretty much uh, 
kind of rehashing some of the things of the past from the 1961 Mothra film there and then, you know, bringing in uh, the new Mechagodzilla coming back and uh, the likes. So, um, yeah, so let me let me just uh, read off of what Kent uh, had to say here. Uh, he says, Tokyo SOS pro- uh, possibly may be my second favorite Godzilla movie um, out of the Millennium er- Era. A lot of that is due to uh, Tezuka uh, beginning the final battle halfway into the movie, and never letting up until his conclusion. Uh, the introduction to, of Mothra into a Mechagodzilla movie adds a new twist uh, to the franchise here. With time, sadly, I have lost some of the immense love I once had for the movie. Uh, part of that is uh, is the near carbon copy way they brought in the Mothra larvae and Shujo being a character that has become more uh, grating. Uh, his immense obsession with Mechagodzilla as well as calling it uh, Mecha G in the dub. And not really having any arc makes him a block character that adds nothing of any value or substance to the story. Uh, Hiroshi Koizumi reprising his role as Shinichi Chujo uh, was a nice surprise, but he too doesn't uh, really add much here. Godzilla is treated with more respect uh, this time, unlike the previous movie where Godzilla was a uh, lumbering, mindless brute. Uh, over the last two decades, I believe this movie has uh, left some mark on the Godzilla franchise in that most fans, like myself, enjoy the big battle coming early and uh, being a major focal point uh, throughout the remainder of the film. Mothra's uh, marionette is gorgeous here as well, and she may not have looked better since Godzilla Tokyo SOS uh, since uh Godzilla Tokyo SOS is not uh, one of the best films in the franchise, nor is it the worst. Uh, it has some things going for it and make it more unique uh, to in the franchise, such as the final battle once again. Uh, I would love to see how fans look at this one now. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty decent uh, film. I'm not sure how much... Uh, after the 20 years uh, that's uh, been, aware, been, been around, I'm not sure how much it has uh, aged well. Um, like I said, I haven't seen it uh, since our uh, last review of it some uh, years ago. So um, one of these times I'll have to take a look at it uh, again to see if it's still sort of uh, holds up and if it's still uh, pretty decent since the last time. I've seen it, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not good, but it's not that bad. I would say it's sort of in the middle, uh, there, maybe a, a little bit of above, uh, the middle, uh, point there. So, yeah, so that's, uh, Godzilla Tokyo SOS there celebrating it's, uh, 20 years. And I would say, uh, the next thing that we're going to be going to here is, uh, talk a little bit about uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 2, which is also uh, celebrating its anniversary this year. Uh, uh, this time it's celebrating its 30th uh, anniversary released around uh, 1993, just not long after that uh, both Ken and I 
started to become fans of uh, Godzilla and the uh, the kaiju uh, movies here. Uh, we kind of started around 92, so <laughs> hard to believe that uh, 30 years has gone by, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, when I remember uh, seeing this for the, uh, the first time, I think it was right around the time uh, when we uh, moved, uh, I think when I was getting, I was over uh, 10 by the time uh, when we first saw this. I, was think, I think I was maybe around, oh gosh, it was in the late 90s or possibly early 2000s. So I was probably getting close to my early to mid teens there so um that i first uh, seen godzilla first mega godzilla 2 and i would have to say right around that time period it was one of the better uh godzilla movies and i think it still sort of holds up uh from the last time i've seen uh godzilla versus mega godzilla 2 and uh very good battles good uh practical and uh, visual effects for uh, what I had during uh, that time back in 93 there. And I would say uh, pretty decent characters, but uh, I would say they were pretty competent on uh, what they were doing uh, in the, in this particular film. And, uh, and then uh, the, the suits um, and the marinara, the Rodan fire Rodan, they were, really really good uh in this film and the the story was uh pretty good uh the score made by akira fukube i would say um because uh, i know he was sort of uh getting up there in age at this time but i would have to say out of all his, of uh akira fukube's scores uh the I would say the Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2 uh, score is probably one of his best, if not the best, uh, one that he's uh, ever done. So um, I'm going to read off of uh, what Kent uh, thinks of uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2 here. So let me get a little bit of a sip here. <sighs> Moist, moisten that mouth. <laughs> so it doesn't get too dry. Um, this is what uh, Kent has uh, written. I wrote a piece of our uh, for our re website nearly nine years ago now as to why fans need to celebrate the Heisei era of Godzilla films more. Uh, go find it. Seriously, go. <laughs> I, I wrote an, an exhaustive piece that I truly believe defends the uh, legitimacy and grandeur of the Heisei era. But outside of the return of Godzilla and Godzilla vs. Biolani and the rest of the era, uh, the rest of the era is pretty much overlooked. Uh, and it's okay to overlook Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, <laughs> which, which some of you may have known of uh, some of our, of our thoughts <laughs> towards that uh, particular uh, film. Which is a uh, shame considering I think some of the better entries are housed in the seventh film era. One of those entries is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. I've always argued that Akira Fukubei's best work lies within this movie. The rousing themes and marches, while some are reused but updated, are truly magnificent pieces. Arguably, 
the other uh the only other movie that could uh, rival the score involving Fukube is Godzilla vs. Destroyer. Nevertheless, this movie, despite any silly protagonist, is intense. Uh, you can sense it within the uh, the G Force that they uh, aren't fucking around <laughs> anymore uh, and want Godzilla dead. Uh, there's quite a uh, bloodlust that's uh, boiling underneath the whole movie. Uh, Mechagodzilla executes that to perfection. While not as menacing looking as the 74 concept or counterpart, uh, this one, if not the its strongest uh, iteration of the uh, mech yet. Uh, this thing packs a wallop and does something that no other kaiju past or present has done before. It killed Godzilla. Uh, sure, Rodan using its remaining life force and transferring that to Godzilla to revive him is uh, hokey, but come on. Uh, we all want Godzilla to get up and kick his uh, metal counterpart's ass. Yeah. Uh, this, this is one of those few Godzilla movies where I get seriously involved emotionally and uh, with the final fight, I am like, get up, kick his ass, uh, go on and fight. Uh, I become incredibly invested in the final battle. Rodan's death even gets me moving a, a little at times. I wish the fandom would seriously wake up uh, to the rest of the Heisei era. There is a lot here to love, and this movie is one of them. It's intense. It's emotional. It is one of the better uh, entries in the franchise. It's too bad that uh, too few movies have tried to do something similar uh, to this sense. And I would say I pretty much would agree uh, to that uh, sentiment. It's one of the, um, um, oh, how, how would you say it? Um, one of the overlooked, so, some somewhat of an overlooked uh, film in that uh, sense. And even when we go to, uh, when we've gone to G Fest over the years, you don't really hear much of people talking about it a whole great deal. Or, um, even in panels, you don't even really hear in, um, a great deal. Although I'm sure that they, uh, talked about this past, uh, G Fest here, which unfortunately we didn't, uh, <laughs> attend to that, uh, this year because of, of, um, reasons <laughs> so so uh yeah that's uh pretty much it for um godzilla versus mecha godzilla celebrating its uh 30th anniversary this year so let's go on to uh the second mm, excuse me mm, excuse me sorry about that go on to the uh second to last film celebrating its anniversary uh this year and one of them is probably a little bit obvious uh with all some of the advertising out there in the uh the kaiju uh realm which is godzilla versus megalon uh celebrating its 50th year uh this year you know from what we've seen uh about about a couple of months ago with uh, godzilla uh, day there where they shown a short film for uh, Jet Jaguar versus Godzilla as well as Godzilla versus Megalon CGI animated uh, short there um, celebrating uh, those kaiju uh, or characters in that regard uh, this is 
Godzilla vs. Megalon sort of has a special place in both, not only just me, but for Kent's, uh, Kent's and my hearts, because it's um, the, the second entry that we've uh, ever seen uh, when we started out watching uh, the Godzilla films back in 92, so just a little over 30 years ago. And I, I can still clearly remember, I think it was either uh, me or Kent that we picked up the, the VHS tape of uh, this particular movie at a uh, local Kmart uh, a long time ago. There we saw it. I forget where we particularly saw it in the electronics uh, aisle of Kmart, but um, it was one of the few Godzilla movies that we came across. And we were just like, oh, my God, we got to have this. So so um, one of us got it and then uh, watched it right away as soon as we got back uh, home from uh, the local Kmart there. And, and I remember over the years that we've watched the hell out of this movie and uh, always just uh, kind of, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it has a certain place in our hearts for both Ken and I, just like uh, Godzilla versus the Sea Monster, which was the very first uh, movie that we've uh, seen. And it was kind of the introduction to us uh, getting into the, uh, the whole Godzilla and then uh, kaiju and uh, super sentai uh, stuff. So, um, with I would say with both of both of these movies, I would say <laughs> without them, we I'm not even sure if we would be here uh, doing a podcast and discussing and following the the whole uh, uh, Godzilla franchise uh, for that matter. But uh, yeah. Um, and then again, it's I've seen I've seen uh, the movie recently, but it was just only in parts uh, here and there. But uh, one of these times, I'll need to get back into watching this in full uh, in that regard. And I know uh, back in G Fest, the last time we went there was a couple of years uh, last year in 2022. Is that uh, we they. Uh, had the uh, one of the special guests that was the kid who was in uh, Godzilla vs. Megalon made an appearance at uh, G Fest a uh, couple of G Fest ago, and uh, it was kind of uh, cool to see. But it's like uh, it's always kind of weird to see them, you know, growing up. It's like this, it's like this, is that the actual <laughs> person? Uh, that was in this uh, movie because like you're you're always so used to seeing them when they're like much younger and all that. Pretty much all the the cast that has been in these movies for uh, for many many uh, years. When you see them in person and kind of in their present time, and it's like it's just kind of feels a little bit different. So um, with that, just um, kind of. Um, uh, enough about my rambling here so let's just kind of uh go over with what uh, kent has uh discussed uh when it comes to uh this particular film just uh give me one second here okay so here's what kent has for godzilla versus megalon 
It always amazed me that Godzilla versus Megalon was regarded as one of the worst Godzilla movies, even with the awful pan and scan edited versions of the film we had for years. It certainly was nowhere near as bad as uh, so many uh, claimed. When the full superior version of the film was finally released in 2012, the West was able to begin uh, this wonderful film its due. Uh, I still see occasional uh, lambasting of the film, and that's to be expected to a uh, to personal taste. Uh, but the movie finally began to see some respect from much of the fandom uh, at large. Uh, I even had a newfound respect for the movie once I got my hands on the latest and greatest presentation of the movie. Uh, I remember being obsessed, obsessed about the movie for weeks and hadn't watched uh watched that many times since we first got uh got it on vhs uh back in 92 uh say what you want about godzilla versus megalon but it cannot be criticized for having a lackluster story nor a pull a poor monster battle i i'd argue its final uh battle can go toe-to-toe with many of the godzilla franchises uh, films. Needless to say, Godzilla vs. Megalon has had an impact for decades since uh, John Belushi <laughs> unfairly made fun of the movie on uh, NBC. This particular showing of the movie uh, is what really helped to bring Godzilla to the masses in the States and not in a good way. Uh, nevertheless, Godzilla became uh, more mainstream, sort of speak, uh, in this country after that. This movie always has been a special one for me. Uh, sure, it was the second Godzilla movie I saw, and uh, and that nostalgia definitely has something to do with it. But I truly believe, uh, as ob- objectively as possible, that it is a good time uh, at the movies. Uh, that that it is a good time at the movies. Uh, excuse me, uh, and isn't all. Uh, we ultimately ask for our movies. Uh, unless you're one of those uh, film snobs, then get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, I can imagine can't uh, see how he uh, would have uh, said that in kind of his own way. Um, but uh, nevertheless, um, it saddens me that the director, June Fukuda, never believed uh, his Godzilla movies were that good, nor did he believe uh they would be uh, remembered fondly or at all. He knew he was working with much smaller budgets um, and significantly, significantly fewer resources. Um, but I think he uh, be, tick, uh, be tickled pink to know that Godzilla vs. Megalon, Godzilla vs. Gigan, and Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla are films that many fans uh, point to as some of, the, uh, some of their favorites and rightfully so. So, so that's kind of uh kent's thoughts on godzilla vs megalon and uh yeah that's kind of uh pretty much it i kind of totally agree uh with uh what he said here that um with uh some of the some of the shit that uh that film has uh gotten since its uh inception as well as with uh john belushi they are kind of poking fun at the film and stuff that's kind of sort of uh, um i would say the point where uh godzilla was starting to get his fame but sort of not in a good way and that was kind of a sticking uh uh kind of a thorn in uh godzilla's side for 
I would say for many, many years up until I would say, gosh, maybe until the last uh, 10 or so years um, with things uh, starting to pick up and uh, Godzilla being more known for not being as uh, kooky or anything of the story you know you got the 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 monster first and then obviously recently with uh godzilla minus one (laughs) in that regard so godzilla wasn't as kooky then but uh you know with it being with the film being geared more towards kids and everything during that time so it was um yeah it was just a bit unfortunate (laughs) in that regard but uh say what you will but uh yeah, it's just Godzilla vs. Megalon just kind of has a special place in both Kent uh, and my uh, hearts. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, Godzilla vs. Megalon. Uh, They're celebrating its uh, 50th anniversary this year. So, uh, let me just uh, take a little bit of a sip break. <sighs> okay, so... Uh, this is the the final film that's also celebrating its uh, anniversary this year, and it's uh, celebrating its uh, 60th anniversary. And that is Matango or Attack of the uh, the Mushroom People. And um, I know we discussed this uh, a few so years ago, and uh, I think I may have watched it uh, once or twice since the last time we've uh, discussed. Uh, um, and reviewed this film a few or so years ago. And I would have to say, out of all the, the non-kaiju uh, Toho films uh, that I've seen so far, this is probably one of the creepier, uh, if not the creepiest um, uh, movie from Toho that I've seen by far uh, that I've seen. I know there's maybe a couple or so out there that um, I've yet to uh, to see, but uh, we'll we'll get to that when that time comes. But uh, yeah, Matango, it's um, mm, excuse me. Mm. I would say out of all the the non kaiju uh, Toho uh, kind of uh, horror uh, films out there, or horror sci fi films out there, I would have to say that Matango is probably one of if not the best that I've seen by far. Uh, it's just really good. The really good cast, really good practical effects. The story is phenomenal. Um, the score is really good. Gives you that really creepy vibes as well as the entire environment um, in that movie. And even the uh, the suits for the, uh, the mushroom people uh, in here, uh, when people transform uh, over time, when they transform into... The, uh, these uh, mushroom people, when they eat all the mushrooms and all that, they are really, really good uh, uh, for what for what they had uh, as far as resources go. And it, uh, everything it's just uh, all all around. Matango is just a really good, uh, fantastic movie. If you if you have not uh, seen this. Uh, film yeah definitely go <laughs> definitely go and get this movie i'm not even sure if uh amazon has uh, anything available on that uh yet as far as physical copies or maybe uh digital who knows um it's 
been a while since I've ever checked to see if that was still available. But uh, yeah, definitely go check out uh, Matongo. Really, 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 really good um, uh, sci-fi horror non-kaiju Toho movie uh, in that regard. So um, here is um, the snippet from what uh, Kent has to think of uh, Matongo here. Uh, he says, I flip back and forth between Matango and Godzilla being Ishiro Hondo's best sci-fi films. Uh, Matango is a film that I hold near and dear because it is an example of near perfection in cinema. As I stated previously on the podcast, I was not expecting anything when I first uh, watched the movie. In fact, I was expecting something. Uh, something so silly and ridiculous that I didn't uh, watch the movie for about a month after buying it in 2005. I was blown away when I finally did watch it. Uh, Honda's overt and simultaneously subtle uh, commentary on humanity when society breaks down is the best example I've seen uh, of this on film. What makes it so quick, uh, great... <laughs> excuse me, uh, is not just how realistic uh, it's depicted, but how gradual and sometimes subtle it comes about. The characters are all unique, uh, uniquely uh, written ex uh, exceptionally well. Uh, it is a dour movie, but like Godzilla, serves as a warning against humanity to not abandon uh, what can make humanity special. But Tango has uh, left in it uh, Undeniable mark, uh, many who have watched it, and rightfully so. It doesn't showcase the mushroom people too much, and it isn't as a and it isn't a fun rop like many kaiju movies, but it is a well written uh, film that has a lot of important things to say even sixty years later. And I completely, <laughs> again, completely agree on his uh, sentiment towards uh, Matango here. It would have been uh, sort of nice if they would have had more of the, the mushroom people uh, be in this film just to kind of showcase uh, this, uh, the suits and everything. But uh, overall, with uh, the final presentation of Matango, it's an exceptionally good film. Again, uh, if you haven't seen Matango, I'd definitely uh, go check it out and like so that's pretty much it of uh, what Kent has uh, given me here and that's pretty much it of all the uh, films that are celebrating their anniversaries this year so with that um, I'm just going to kind of end it off here just to kind of uh, discuss of uh, the things that have gone on uh, this year and, and then kind of uh, what to expect uh, for next year so uh, start off as far as uh, 2023 goes um, for us we didn't really do a whole lot obviously we didn't go to like I said earlier in this episode that we didn't go to G-Fest uh, this year because we have had other things uh, to do for for reasons and I was out on vacation <laughs> um, so that kind of uh, took a lot of uh, out of my pocket for that uh for this year uh in that regard and then obviously we got uh, uh the first uh toho godzilla uh film released uh in theaters here just recently with godzilla minus one for the first time uh since uh 
since uh, 70 years when uh, Shin Godzilla came out. And um, uh, again, you can uh, watch our or listen to our uh, last episode where Ken and I discussed and reviewed uh, Godzilla minus one there. And then obviously if you've have been watching us over the years and if you watched our uh, Shin Godzilla uh, review uh, that time uh, back in uh, 2016, there you kind of <laughs> know our thoughts on that particular film. We're uh, not too fond <laughs> of uh, that film and how heavy pander pandering that was and recycling all of um, uh, the audio and the music and all that. Whereas with, uh, Godzilla minus one, it it kind of did it kind of did some of the pan, uh, pandering the right way when it came to uh, you know recreating all some of the familiar scores or uh, howls for Godzilla and then kind of showing some uh, Easter eggs here and there from previous films and all that. But like I said, when it came to Godzilla minus one, my little nitpick is that. Uh, they overused the Godzilla suite or theme way too much. Not only once or twice, but three times. They're although they're a little bit uh, different from one another. I would say that was just a bit of an overload for that. I would I would say maybe next time, uh, whenever they do a new Godzilla movie, uh, just make your own theme for for whoever's going to be conducting that. The, the next Godzilla movie instead of just rehashing someone else's uh, score. I mean, we've already heard, we've heard the, uh, the Godzilla theme so many times by Akira Fukube from other Godzilla movies. It's time to move on to other, uh, see to what other uh, conductors interpret their uh, Godzilla theme. Like, uh, like some of the other, uh, uh, conductors uh, out there that have been that have done some of the Godzilla movies kind of interpret their own uh, Godzilla theme out there, but that's my little nitpick on uh, Godzilla minus one. But overall, I gave it an A plus <laughs> for that matter. Um, yeah, so you know we get uh, the the announcement of obviously the Godzilla Con, the new empire here, along with the trailer. <laughs> And all that, and um, like it was supposed, it was supposed to come out about maybe a day before or a day after my birthday. But uh, fortunately, they moved it back <laughs> about uh, an extra month. So fortunately, not going to have a uh, a nice birthday present uh, for that movie. But uh, oh well, what can you do? So um, yeah, it's it's uh, other than that, twenty twenty three has been a good year on my end. Uh, had a uh, nice vacation there in uh, Hawaii for about, <laughs> about a week. I know it's not Godzilla related or, or anything, but uh, just kind of a little bit of a tangent and then just kind of getting uh, everything in my office or slash studio here. Um, uh, kind of get that more organized and then upgrading a bunch of th- uh, things for uh, the podcast here. You can see uh this is the second time using this mic uh, here, so um, at least it's going to sound a little bit better. <laughs> and then uh, new camera. Um, yeah, not particularly a whole lot um, with uh, 
with the exception of the the Godzilla channel for Pluto TV that came out a few or so uh, months ago uh, showing Godzilla movies nonstop. I did uh, manage to uh, watch uh, some of the movies on there, but it was just kind of an off and on uh, sort of uh, ordeal. I think, you know, speaking of uh, Godzilla versus Megalon uh, having an anniversary this year, I did uh, watch uh, part of uh, Godzilla versus Megalon on the the Godzilla Pluto TV channel. Uh and that was maybe about a month or so ago, I believe. So, uh, yeah, so you can say that was the last time I saw uh, Godzilla versus, versus Megalon, but not the entire um, movie. Um, and then uh, I did probably have seen on our uh, social media that uh, grabbed a couple uh, shirts from uh legendary as far as uh uh godzilla uh con the new empire merch like t-shirts and then also you can probably you probably have seen this <laughs> a while but excuse me i managed to get one of those ugly sweater designs of both godzilla here and as well as Conan, which i got uh here which i'm thinking about maybe wearing that in the the next episode uh when kent comes back so um i'll i'll think about it <laughs> i know it's long past christmas but hey we're still sort of in the holidays here we haven't reached uh the new year's just yet um so um and then i sort of we we had a uh we were gonna do a uh, special announcement uh, for this episode, but um, I sort of thought about uh, that I was still going to do it, but then uh, with Kent not feeling well and all that stuff, I was kind of wanting him to be around when we make the announcement. So I kind of decided to wait on uh, uh, doing the announcement until he gets back uh saturday uh hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> but yeah he he should be fine by uh next saturday so uh plan on looking forward to the uh, the spe uh, special announcement from uh both ken and i uh, uh on january 6th and speaking of which we're going to be doing um since we finished up the specter man uh episodes here uh, last month, and uh, I know we were kind of going back and forth with Spectre Man and um, Common Rider. Um, so we're gonna be starting out with Common Rider at the begin uh, at the start of the new year next Saturday. So we're gonna be continuing on with that. And I think we left off from episode twenty-one, I believe. Um, I'll have to take a look at uh, that uh, afterwards. Um, from uh, where we left off in that regard. And um, yeah, I think that's that's all I can think of, of uh, the things of uh, things that were for this year. Uh, some of the uh, good things and then <laughs> miscellaneous things. As far as the things I look forward to uh, into 2024. Obviously, Godzilla, uh, Godzilla Khan, the new empire, the and the new 
the new movie that's going to be coming out here around mid-April. That's going to be the obvious thing outside of Godzilla Minus One here to look forward to. So, um, yeah, just with uh, some of the things that I've seen in the trailer. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> Uh, to say the least uh it's just sort of kind of an out there sort of thing from what we've seen about 10 years ago with uh the the 2014 godzilla film that started off the uh the monster first totally totally different <laughs> in that regard and uh the other thing to look forward to is that uh kent and i are going to be going back to uh gfs uh again um kind of decided we were kind of talking for a little bit if we wanted to or not and uh and uh then uh uh yeah so we kind of i know with uh ken when it comes to him it's like oh this is going to be the last one but then after a few so months later it's like i kind of feel like i want to go back there <laughs> and i sort of roll my eyes and everything uh when he's uh, says things like that, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely going to go back to uh, GFS. I th I think it's uh, GFS twenty nine. I know the the first time we went to GFS was GFS nineteen uh, nineteen back in uh, uh, twenty twelve. Uh, that was the very first one that we went to, and I remember fondly is like. Oh, something new, so grand and everything. But then, like what we've discussed as far as G-Fest over the years, it's just, just kind of sort of the same rehashing everything and all that. But, uh, yeah, kind of hoping uh, that the G-Fest for next year is going to be a little bit different, obviously, from being at the, the new hotel, which we were at last year when they did the – uh chief s at the at a new hotel for the first time since starting uh starting going to it over at the crown plaza which is not too terribly far from that in there in chicago but uh yeah i just hope that things are going to be a little bit different they haven't really announced anything anything as far as who's going to be the special guest at uh, G Fest for next year, and then obviously um, the key attraction is always going to be the dealer's room with all figures and shirts and what have you there. But uh, yeah, I think uh, merchandise-wise, I think I'm definitely done with shirts for for the time being. I think uh, uh, two G Fest ago, I think I bought oh maybe one too many. <laughs> As far as shirts go, there I was. I was thinking I was probably going to go in there, maybe expecting to buy at least five. But I came out <laughs> out of uh, G Fest having to buy thirteen shirts at the time, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Was not expecting <laughs> to buy this many. So um, I would say this time around, probably the one thing I'm going to be looking forward to is kind of focusing more on the unique uh sofa b uh vinyl figurines that are kind of you know uniquely sculpted uh with some special kind of unique paintings uh, uh 
ones that are painted on with color, unique colors, sorry, or some that are translucent, whatever. Um, I know you probably have seen some of them kind of the background there, and I've got some still box. I need to kind of get a map up uh, whenever I can get my um, office slash studio here kind of uh, more organized. I'm looking at getting some more vertical uh, shelving in between these uh, grid cubbies behind me uh, kind of uh, display more of the more or less valuable uh figurines i have in my collection and but it's like this uh cubby here's barely got <laughs> anything uh and then except for some of the old uh masters of the universe figurines that we've had for as long as i can remember and then of course got some uh unboxed uh g98 uh figures or uh gumball machines uh up there is along with some of the uh, japanese uh godzilla figurines still boxed hmm, excuse me in mid condition there so i'm going to kind of dedicate more of that uh shelving more or less for sofa b and maybe some of those vertical shelving whenever i can get around uh to that and uh, yeah i think um yeah I, I think that's probably one of the only things that i can really look forward to um unless unless there's something else I'll, although like every year there's going to be a new um ultraman uh ultra series uh coming out every year but uh, they haven't uh announced that just yet i think they usually announce a new uh, ultra show maybe around i think early like early of every year as far as i can remember where they announce it with kind of a poster and the cast and uh the the new ultraman and and then doesn't start till around june july early july somewhere around there right around the time when g fest begins so um so just kind of be on the lookout for the the new Ultraman uh, announcement here soon because I think over in Japan they tend to do this kind of uh, Ultraman convention uh, around this time of the year where they have like all the the Ultraman and some of the monsters uh, live kind of on this grand stage uh, somewhere in. I think somewhere in Tokyo there. I'm not entirely sure where. I think it's uh, it's called uh, uh, SubuCon or some, something of the sort. I know I've seen many of the advertisements for that for whenever there's a new uh, Ultraman. Uh, speaking, speaking of which, I with the latest uh, Ultra uh, series, let me let me just uh, uh, check here. Uh, Ultraman. Uh, try to see what was the name of the latest one here. Um, uh, TV. Uh, yeah, uh, Ultraman Blazer. I've, uh, unfortunately, I've only seen maybe one or two episodes of this one uh, this year. And I would think, I would say probably one of the reasons why is that with uh, this particular Ultraman, Ultraman uh, uh, Blazar, it's that he kind of does this uh, weird howl and 
all that he's like screams a lot and everything it's like it's like it's just kind of a bit unusual for an ultraman to do that is just scream and yell towards <laughs> towards his opponent and everything and it's like is a little bit of a turnoff in a way and got maybe a little bit of annoying uh in that regard um if if uh, the official uh, Super Rare Ultraman YouTube channel still has uh, those episodes um, up, um, I'll maybe try to get around to it. But I know it's, uh, it, it's probably going to be something that is maybe <laughs> regrettable. Regrettable, because like like I says that his uh, howl or scream towards an opponent kind of it's a little bit annoying when I first saw the first uh, uh, one or two episodes uh, of this uh, latest Ultraman uh, show. It's uh, yeah, and it's just and uh, it was just sort of presented a little bit uh, weirdly. Don't get me wrong. The way it was, how it started out, it was pretty good. And I've seen the trailers for it. And then obviously the first two episodes, it kind of made it more sort of realistic in a way, instead of just kind of like, you know, having this um, science patrol or whatever uh, type of um, monster patrol uh, team out there or, and, or, having some kind of kids being <laughs> part of it or some cute monster in it. It was more of kind of a serious uh, type of show, Ultraman Blazar. But uh, yeah, again, it was the way that I saw it the first two episodes, it was just really kind of a bit weird and a bit, odd and a little bit annoying particularly when it came to this particular Ultraman screaming and yelling at uh, his opponent almost all the time um, and I like it was just a bit unusual for an Ultraman but um, yeah um, yeah other other than that uh, can't think of really anything else uh, to go to go with so with that uh thank you for joining this uh little special edition of the year-end uh final episode of the daikaiju network uh show of uh 2023 so if you see a subscribe button down below or above or wherever you're watching us from make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as smash the like button and if you have any uh questions or comments regarding to uh uh what, what I've discussed here in this particular episode. Make sure you have your comments uh, down below. And uh, let me just uh, take off this uh, oop, uh, little scrolling ticker here and uh, bring up uh, this little thing. If uh, you can find uh, Daikaiju Network everywhere in one place, our link tree URL, smack dab on your screen there, forward slash Daikaiju Network. And we're available on the following video platforms such as YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Facebook, and X slash Twitter. And we're also available on uh, uh, audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. And you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our 
own website right there, smack dab in your face at daikajunetwork.com. So again, uh, thanks for joining us uh, here on our final episode of 2023. And we will see you guys on, I think it was uh, January 6th, which is uh, next Saturday. And uh, Kent should be uh, back uh, then and we're going to be continuing on with our uh, discussion and review of the whole Common Riders series. And I think we'll be starting off with uh, episode 22. I'm not entirely <laughs> certain on that, so uh, don't take my word for it. But I think it might be uh, episode uh 22 when we start off with that uh here uh next year in uh, 2024 so with that this is jason and we will see you next saturday take care everyone